Good morning, everyone. I am Naya Swami Maria, and this is Naya Swami Ananta. And it's a joy to be with you this morning and to be sharing this Sunday service with you all and those viewing online. I'd like to begin with a reading from Race of the One Light, and these are parallel passages from the Bible and the Gita with commentary by Swami Kriyananda. And this week's reading is Deeds versus Intentions. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. Jesus Christ emphasized repeatedly the spirit, not the letter, of the law. In chapter 5 of the Gospel of St. Matthew, he speaks of the sin of killing, and of the legal punishment attendant on that sin, but says that more important than the act is the desire to kill or to do harm. He shows that the sin of harmful desire goes beyond merely wanting to kill. My message to you, he said, is this, whoever is angry with his brother without cause, already stands condemned. Whoever contemptuously calls his brother a fool shall answer for it to the Supreme Council. And whoever calls his brother an outcast of God shall be in danger of hellfire. Brother here means any other human being. For all of us, in the highest sense, are brothers and sisters, children of our one Father, Mother, God. The true self of one is the self of all. To hurt another is, even if one doesn't realize it, to hurt one's self. Swami Kriyananda in the path recalls an episode in which the master, Paramahansa Yogananda, revealed his sense of identity even with the plants. One day, Kriyananda wrote, we were moving a delicate but rather heavy tropical plant into position on the hillside. Our handling evidently was too rough, for master cried out, be careful what you are doing. Can't you feel? It's alive. To wish death to anyone, to wish even harm to another creature, is to deny in oneself the reality of that divine life of which all of us are manifestations. It is, in short, to deny the eternal truth proclaimed by the Bhagavad Gita in the second chapter, the self, this self, is never born, nor does it perish. Once existing, it cannot ever cease to be. It is birthless, eternal, changeless, ever itself. It is not slain when the body is slain. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Oh. 
can stand in front of these beautiful flowers. I'm sorry, I have to do this. Um, thank you all for coming uh, and being online, watching online. It's uh, a great blessing to share satsang with people. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about intentions and deeds, so you have good deeds today by participating. I'd like to read from Whispers from Eternity. Paramahansa uh, Yogananda wrote this book. This is a prayer, O divine sculptor, chisel thou my life. Every sound that I make, let it have the vibration of thy voice. Every thought that I think, let it be saturated with the consciousness of thy presence. Let every feeling that I have glow with thy love. Let every act of my will be impregnated with thy divine vitality. Let every thought, every expression, every ambition be ornamented by thee. O divine sculptor, chisel thou my life according to thy design. Maria read this passage about the gap between our intentions and our deeds. And Master was commenting on the plant being conscious. But in essence, we are part of all that is. It says that in the festival every week. And the highest intention that we have is to realize this and to live in the consciousness of infinity whispers from eternity, to hear them and to act on them and to live them. That's really what we have uh, in this life. Kriyananda put it very succinctly in the life mantra. God who is infinite is life. God who is in all life is joy. Life is a mission from on high. Life is the quest for inner joy. That is, in fact, our intention, is to realize that and to live that reality. And many religions and paths, they all lead us to the same place, and they have different terminology. But essentially, we're here to wake up to realize that we're not just this little body, this little self, this little social security number, taxes due. <laughs> That's not the reality. That's a little teeny part. But in fact, we are a part of all that is. And this is the intention of our lives, is to live that. So we have to act in a way that brings that forward and live those, that reality, so that we can realize that we're everywhere and everything. Paramahansa Yogananda and Swami Kriyananda gave us many examples of meditations that expand our consciousness out into infinity through the galaxies. And these are very useful because the reason that we don't want to be angry with our brother, uh, I don't think we have to worry about killing our brothers in this audience or in this internet, but let's just say maybe thinking about doing harm to someone or a fleeting thought, but nonetheless, the reason that we can't hold that thought is it pulls us into the maya, into the illusion that we're separate, 
that we're limited, that we're small, that we're the ego. And we have to keep expanding our consciousness and understanding it is the consciousness that we live with that is moving us towards freedom, towards reality. I'll tell you a little story about myself uh, when I was young. But I was what was called a, a peace demonstrator. We were in the 1960s, the United States was at war uh, in Vietnam. This is because I found out that a lot, a lot of young people don't know anything about this. <laughs> anyway, long time ago, we were at war with Vietnam. And I was part of the, the protest movement, the peace movement. So we were trying to protest. I think we had good intentions. I, I really do. But anyway, so one time in San Francisco, we invited a Buddhist monk from Vietnam to come and to kind of give us a pep talk and maybe pat us on the back a little or something. I don't know what we were thinking. But anyway, we invited this monk came and he uh, was very sincere, and we said, you know, what do you think of, you know, our, our work, our, our protests? And he said, um, you call yourself peace demonstrators, but I don't see you demonstrating peace. He said, what I see is a lot of anger, and you're yelling at the president? You're yelling at the Congress, you're yelling at the generals, there's a lot of hate. He said, how are we ever going to have peace if we don't have love? And something about that little statement, it rang with me so deeply. I just, I remember my friend telling me this is what he said. And I had read a book by Gandhi, I had, you know, followed Dr. King and admired and respected and, you know, tried to emulate his teachings. But when that monk said that, something clicked inside of me. And I realized it's all about your consciousness. And I knew he was, it was absolutely true. And I had known it. I had noticed it. I was like, wait a minute. Where is peace going to come from? Peace is an aspect of God. It's not going to come from screaming and yelling and burning things and breaking windows and yelling and that's not going to bring us peace. It's the intention and the deed have to be connected. And I saw our deeds, the well-intentioned, had strayed from our intentions. We were, I needed to turn around. That was the end of my political career. <laughs> I pushed towards reading books by Buddha and pretty soon I had the metaphysical meditations of Paramahansa Yogananda. Here we are, <laughs> you know, 50 years later. So we need to keep an eye on our intentions, and we need to align them with our deeds. And we need to consciously do that. You know, when Swami Kriyananda founded Ananda, the idea was to create an environment where the deeds and the intentions were constantly focused on the search for self-realization. And so, as we started businesses and got the land and fundraised and started the schools, the focus constantly is, how can we manifest this truth? God who is infinite is life. God who is in all life is joy. Life is a mission from on high. Life is a quest for inner joy. 
That's, that's it. That's what we're doing. How, could, how do we have a, a market? How do we have businesses? What businesses can we have? How should we do those businesses? How should we run this? How should we do this? That was always the question that he brought us to. I'm so grateful for that because other communities started out with the intention, but they didn't put the deeds right to the intention to, uh, closely enough. There's a little less thought about the methodology, and there was more thought of the efficiency or the business principles or this or that. And we still try to be follow good business principles, and we do a good job, really, but the primary goal is self-realization. That's our intention. That's what we're after. So how do we do that? Well, we have to spread this into every aspect of our lives. And no matter what we do tomorrow morning or even after this service, we have to align it with that intention of self-realization. We have to let it be something that allows us to see God in all life, in all joy. And each of us has our own karma, our own job, our own teenage children, our own test results on Monday, whatever it is. We have to see God, see life. And if you don't call it God, that's fine. He doesn't mind. You can call it the Buddha nature, or the great spirit, or the, the magic, or I don't, he doesn't care what you call him. But, but connect with that life and make that life part of it and see everything that you're doing as part of that life. Whether that's going to work in the morning, oh, before you went to work, you meditated, oh good. Then you had your breakfast. Where'd the breakfast come from? It came from God. It came from some plants. Plants gave up their oats, the oats gave up their, their life so you could have a multiple meal. You know, it's good. <laughs> Fruit coming from God freely. Just, just go and pick it. No work involved. It's very easy. <laughs> but then you go to work. What do you do for work? You're serving God. You're trying to wake up. No matter what you do as a job, you need a paradigm. We all need a paradigm that puts life shining as consciousness through this activity, through this deed. That's what you do, and then it's how you do it. I don't care what it is. Build houses, fix cars, plant, run your computer, get rid of your malware. It's all God. It's all light. We need to be in that consciousness, and you need to construct it for yourself, because I don't know what you do for a living. <laughs> you need to construct it so that God, life, love, peace is shining through, and each day's activity and deeds help you to move towards that consciousness. I would recommend that you meditate each day. It's a conscious practice that allows you to see without the illusion that the love of God is shining in all life. Your physical life, your emotional life, everything, it's all God. There's another aspect to this, and it's a story I'll tell that is from India, but there was a hunter he hunted birds. He hunted the birds, he took them to the market, he sold them, he got money. That's how he made his living. And he would go down to the river every day, and there was a holy man there. And he would see the holy man, and he noticed that the birds weren't afraid of the holy man. 
They would go land by the holy man. They would drink water right next to him. Sometimes he saw the birds land on the holy man. He thought, you know, this could be good. You know? Why don't I start to look like that holy man? And so I could learn this. You know, I could, he does some chants. I could learn the chants. He's got an ochre robe, a little dhoti. I can do that. I can dye my, my dhoti ochre. That's good. I can go there. He's got some singing, he's got some beads. You need some big Rudraksha beads to be a holy man. That's good. And he went there, and he had some gesture, om, 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 something like that. The hunter learned it. So the hunter started doing it. And he started to act like the holy man. Well, two things happened. One, the birds did come closer. Two, he didn't want to kill the birds anymore. <laughs> Why did I want to kill the birds? Birds are part of me part of life. So the consciousness changed, the intention changed because of the deeds. This is the other approach we can take. If you're not enthusiastic, act enthusiastic. <laughs> Method acting, right? <laughs> you can take lessons from David Key. Pretend that you're enthusiastic about that new assignment at work. You know? Pretend you want to do that homework at tonight after school. Oh boy, I get to study all these trigonometry books. That's wonderful. But do it. Play with it. It's fun. Swami Kriyananda did a, an album long ago. It's called Say Yes to Life. And it's a mantra that you've heard from me many, many, many times. But it's true. Put your energy behind it. In your deeds, you'll find your consciousness flipping around. Put your consciousness in that intention and remind yourself, why am I here? Why am I serving this person? Why do I have this job? Why am I married to this person? Why are these my children? You know, what is going on? And to look and see the light of God in them. Something happens. As you practice this, it becomes easier. And the veil lifts. You don't see the maya. You don't think harmful thoughts about others. You realize from the get-go, this is my brother, this is my sister, this is my brother bird, this is my brother plant, this is my sister flower. This is okay. And the consciousness becomes more consistent. This is the state of the Master. This is the state of the Buddha and the Christ. They saw everything as its highest potential because the Maya didn't really get them. They didn't really see the personality or I don't like Republicans or you know I hate Dodger fans or whatever it is. <laughs> but they see through it and they see the Master saw just light all the time. You will find that if you practice this, you see light in other beings more and more. And any thought of hatred or harm or just distance evaporates with practice. And you see, these are my brothers and sisters, and you see in people that you thoroughly disagree with that are thoroughly wrong. They have an intention towards goodness. There is a spark of the divine that started that person on that trail. And you may disagree with them. You may not like them. They may have strayed from their intention. But you see the good intentions. That's the spark of the soul that the Gita read about. You see it everywhere. But you have to look for it everywhere. You have to train yourself. There's a wonderful story that Swami tells, Swami Kriyananda told, 
about a man who came to him, and he was suffering from depression, the mental condition that's actually quite prevalent in our society. And the man came to Swami. I think he wrote him a letter, but he may have just talked to him. And he said, um, Swami Kriyananda, thank you. You helped me cure depression. Swami said, how's that? He said, I sang your songs of joy all the time. I just kept singing them. And he sang Brothers and uh, What is Love and these songs of divine joy. And he said, I just kept singing them. And I just would just go through the album and then I'd play it again and play it again. And bit by bit, by the deeds, the consciousness comes around. And he was cured. So he was very happy with that. Because that's why he wrote Songs of Joy, was to share states of consciousness. If we hold to those consciousness, those states of consciousness, they become comfortable with us. I knew there was something wrong. When I was 18 years old, I wasn't a disciple yet. I read, read one book by Gandhi. But I knew there was something wrong with the peace movement as it existed in 1969 in this country. And it was that there was anger and hatred. And they don't have a deep relationship with peace and love. We have to pull them together. We have to practice. We have to make it a daily activity. And remind yourself, what's, where's my joy level? Where is it day to day? And any place where you find it, mm, it's sagging here. Okay, after work and before dinner, <laughs> we have an opportunity to chisel down my life according to thy design. And to look for God. And look for it in your friends, in your work, in everything. And you will find it. And you will find that that's what you are made of. You're not your flaws, your shortcomings. You are a being of joy. I awaken thy light. I am joyful, I am free. Sing that chant. Next time you feel, if you ever feel sad, if you do feel sad, sing that chant. I dare you. <laughs> sing it over and over. Sing it all day. Sing it all week. Sing it all month. Sing it for a month straight. And then tell me, oh, I'm not joyful. I'm not free. <laughs> it doesn't work. The consciousness is there. The masters are there all the time. Blessing and sending their vibration. That's what Yogananda brought, is this message that you must tune in to that level of joy that's always available. Do these exercises where you expand your consciousness. Feel yourself in all bodies. Feel yourself in all planets and galaxies. At first, it's a little foreign. But eventually, you realize, no, that is who I am. I'm infinite. I have no limits. I'm not limited to just being an American. I'm interplanetary. I'm beyond interplanetary. I'm intergalactic. You probably heard me tell this story, but the first time I saw the autobiography, I was a young college student. And we were studying psychology. This young friend of mine came over and he, he goes, Hey, I gotta, you got to read this book. It's the autobiography of a yogi. He shows it to me. He goes, This guy is in cosmic consciousness all the time. <laughs> Meet the guru, right? So my response, a good disciple, Wow, man. <laughs> But eventually, you get it. Cosmic consciousness all the time. That's where it's at. 
You practice that. It becomes comfortable. You see it. And then the world looks very, very different. You feel in all plants, in all beings, there's consciousness, divine consciousness. And you're a part of it. You're a part of all that is. Your limits are gone. Your ego dissolved. There's nothing left. What's its important? I'd like to read, I'd like to close with a very brief and very succinct quote from Swami Yogananda before he became a Paramahansa. This is a letter he wrote to Roger C. Janakananda, 1936. Paramahansa Yogananda said, Think God, enjoy God, live God, love God, dream God, do all things for God. Walk, talk, think, work, move, carry on business for God alone. Have a good week.